Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Hey, welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Now, do you ever feel the pressure to be perfect? on social media. You want to present yourself, your team, your salon or your spa brand in the most professional, polished way possible. In fact, you're often so worried about being perfect that you struggle to show up on social media at all. I totally get it. You slash perfection is overrated. What's becoming more and more evident on social media is that perfect just doesn't cut it anymore. As an online landscape becomes more and more flooded with different brands and advertising and promotions and campaigns, what people are really looking for is to make a connection, especially in times like this. I'm talking about real life, human to human connection that you just don't find with perfection. In this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by Stephanie from Sunny Storm Marketing. And we're going to chat about all things marketing and why it's important not only to show up on social media, but to show up in a way that lets people get to know you, who you are, what your brand is really like and behind the scenes. Stephanie will share her top tips on Facebook and Instagram ads and tell you the do's and the don'ts of any salon and or spa marketing strategy. Let's dive in. Can't wait for you to meet Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Very pleased to have you here. I'm so excited too. Thanks so much for having me, Larissa. I've been an admirer from afar for a while, so it's nice to actually connect with you and speak with you today. (laughs) Please. All right. For those that don't know who you are, uh, why don't you tell us, where are you in the world? What do you do? How did you get to be doing it? So I am coming to you all the way from cold and snowy Ottawa, Canada. (laughs) Um, So it's definitely wintertime here, although we're kind of getting more into the spring area. So I'm Canadian. Um, My background is actually in marketing. So I was the marketing director for several tech companies here in Ottawa, Canada, um, both of which were acquired by big American companies. I learned so much about marketing. Um, and then I quit my job actually after the second company was acquired, was bought out. Um, I quit my job. I moved to Italy. My partner is Italian. And so I went to live La Vita Dolce and La Dolce Vita. And um, I started my own company while I was there. So I really wanted to help other businesses with their marketing because For me, I love online marketing, but I know that it's a struggle for a lot of people, a lot of business owners. Um, So I started a marketing agency specifically devoted to helping beauty businesses with their online marketing. So doing like websites and freelancing and advertising and social media and all of that goodness, all the stuff that I had learned from my kind of corporate life. Um, And actually one year ago, I stopped working one-to-one with clients and I instead decided to focus on what I'm really, really passionate about, which is teaching marketing. I never thought that I would be 
a good teacher. I actually taught English in China and I, I loved the experience, but I didn't like, I never thought that I was going to be a good teacher because I guess I just wasn't good at teaching kids. <laughs> I didn't have the patience <laughs> for it, but I realized that, you know, what comes naturally to me or what comes naturally to somebody else, it, it's not super like it, most people take it for granted their own like skills and their own uh, knowledge and that kind of thing. So what I wanted to do was still working with beauty business owners to teach them what I knew about growing their business. And so I actually teach Facebook and Instagram advertising to beauty business owners around the world. Um, Cause number one question that I get so often is how do I grow my clientele? How do I make more money, get more bookings, et cetera. And I know from my own experience and through working with my salon clients that Facebook and Instagram advertising is amazing for that, but it's so misunderstood. So in my program, I teach them how to do that. And that's what I'm going to chat with you about today because I'm like so pumped up about it. It's like my number one favorite marketing topic. For sure. It's one of my favorite as well. It is something that is constantly changing. Uh, and so just when we get on top of one strategy, it all changes mm -hmm. and we have to think about something new. So it's something that needs a constant, a constant conversation about, of course. Yeah. So I'm excited to have you. So let's start with, uh, with, with the sort of constant change in mind. Like I think about the times when I had my salon and I was very much about being very professional and being uh, very well spoken and very well dressed and everything had to be just just so and I almost feel like that has changed a lot like that is not the expectation anymore what are your thoughts around um, having to be, show up very professionally like a like, like a company I'm going to say even though we are a company yeah. um, versus actually showing the face and the human side of a brand that is an awesome question to start off with because that's actually how I like to look at marketing in general now. And I didn't used to be like that. When I first started my marketing agency, Sunny Storm Marketing, um, I thought like, wow, this is a big step. Like I have to show up as a professional. And to me, what that meant was having a logo and having a nice website and having like the perfect visual brands. And, um, to the detriment of me actually showing up as a person because two things were happening. Number one, I felt like I had to be a professional in my business and like show up in this really polished way. But at the same time, I was also a new business owner. So I was kind of shying away from being the face of my business. I was like hiding behind my logo. So I would post things on Instagram or on my website or do videos where I wasn't even showing up at all. I never showed my face. I, I felt like, you know, people didn't care that I didn't have any value to share. Um, and so it was kind of an insecurity masked as trying to be professional. And I know that that's not the case for everyone, but the truth is, is that nowadays marketing and business has changed and we don't want to do business with a logo or some professional brand. We want to do business with people. And so the more that you can show up in your marketing and in your business, whether it's online or in person, I think that being a real person and letting your personality shine through and showing up as often as you can as this real human being, that's what's going to really get that connection with your clients. And it's going to help you to attract the right people to you. 
Yeah, I actually like that because it almost uh, takes the pressure off and just allows us to be a little bit more spontaneous and a little bit more real, which actually is less orchestrated, which is less organizing, which is less on the to-do list, right? Yeah, exactly. In a way. It makes it so much easier because um, like one thing, for example, that I hear people say a lot is like, hey, I know I need to post on social media. I know I need to be on Instagram and on Facebook and everything but I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what people want to hear from me. So what happens is we just end up going quiet and we just feel really awkward and we just kind of like, it feels like a chore. And I think that the number one way to make your marketing and whether that's social media or email or advertising or anything, how to make it go so much smoother is just really to speak from your heart and say what you're feeling and not try to make it perfectly polished. And it just kind of comes together when you're trying to be someone that you're not and you're trying to put on this image it creates so much tension and um it makes your job a lot harder to run your business like you said it's so much more natural and easy just to be yourself i think too sometimes the hard bit is actually well what is myself what is my voice what what do i believe what do i say what do i say out there to the world yeah. And I always think, I, I kind of realized that actually it's the stuff that you say inside your business that just needs to be repeated outside. Yeah. It's, it's not true. something different. It's like if you want to find, well, what is my voice? What is my authentic self? It's the conversations you're already having in a one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Inside your business, probably. Um, those are the conversations you want to have online. Would that be fair, Stephanie? Yeah, I love that. I think that's a really good way of looking at it. It's just like, who are you to your clients? Who are you to your team members? Who are you to just even like your friends and family? Um, and another thing about finding your voice is that it's kind of a constant work in progress. I feel like you're never going to be perfectly like in line with exactly who you are and your potential and you can strive for it but it's like a muscle like being a better communicator and expressing yourself and that kind of thing the more you do it the more you find yourself but if you're just kind of sitting there waiting for that illumination to happen and that you'll finally feel like confident enough to talk about yourself and be yourself and that kind of thing it's never going to happen you really just have to like push yourself and just keep practicing at it I actually heard somebody else say, uh, just recently actually, um, the time to practice what your voice is or what you have to say is now while your following is small because no one's watching anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get, like, get all the practicing done, make all the mistakes because the, the reality is that really nobody's watching in the beginning anyway. We're so, which is the funny thing is because that's the time that we're so fearful of being judged actually nobody's really paying attention only probably your mum and your friends um <laughs> so this is the time and maybe a couple of your regular clients so this is the time to be practicing what you have to say and refining your story and getting good at talking yeah right? that's that's and as it point. starts yeah and as it starts to build so will the followers and by that time they start to have ironed out some of the creases and mm-hmm. <laughs> get yeah. better at it. yeah that's a really good way of looking at it Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, promoting and actually when we get into advertising and we've got something uh, to offer, we want to, you know, attract new clients into our business. How would, what are your thoughts around what we should be putting in that kind of content? Um, So we're talking about what kind of content to put in like your 
Facebook ads or your Instagram yeah. ads, that kind of thing? Yeah, when, when we actually have intent now to promote and attract new people in, talk to us about sort of building that type of advertising or content. Yeah, so essentially this is again like kind of going back to what we were saying before about keeping up that professional appearance versus like being a real human um so when you're looking at facebook and instagram ads usually what your goal is with that when you spend money on promoting posts is to introduce your business to people who don't know about you yet that's usually your number one goal um maybe because you're new in town or you're in a new location or you've just been like kind of quiet recently and you feel like, oh, I want to tell people about me. I want to have them find me. Um, or maybe you're ready to get to the next level and build up your clientele more than you were the year before. There's so many different reasons, but it all comes back to introducing yourself to people. So what happens when you do an ad and what most people do is they're like, okay, now I'm doing an ad. It needs to seem like an ad. So it needs to look like a really polished promotion in order to get people to pay attention to it and to interact with it. So what they do is they put their logo in it and they, you know, maybe take a picture with a stock photo and put a bunch of text in it and make it look like a flyer. And they write the ad text and all of a sudden they sound like a robot. And by the end, they feel like, oh yeah, I've made what should be a great ad, but it's actually super impersonal. And that's not a great way to introduce yourself to people who know nothing about you. So what I say is that whenever you're doing an ad, start from being a human. So try to make your promotions, your Facebook and Instagram ads as personal as possible, because again, People don't know you and they're not going to book with a logo. They're not going to book just by like seeing a picture of if you do hair, like a client before and after. They're not going to just book with you based on your skills or your talent that you show in a photo. They're going to book with you because of you. So what I recommend is actually starting out with doing a video, like a video where you are the star of it. It's just a short little one where you introduce yourself. You go on camera, it doesn't need to be perfect, but you just say, hey, I'm Stephanie, this is my business. Um, I'm new here in Ottawa and I would love to show you around and tell you a little bit more about what I do. So come with me and you know, give them a tour of your space or tell them a little bit more about the services that you have. Show yourself you know, working with a client. Um, show some of you know, what makes you unique inside of your salon and then welcome them in. Just say, I would love to meet new clients. Um, really hoping to look forward, uh, really looking forward to hearing from you. And um, I'll see you in soon. Just kind of a way to introduce yourself. I never, never see, and I see a lot of ads. Like I get targeted with Facebook and Instagram ads all the time for the beauty industry because that's what I pay attention to. So that's what I get targeted by. And I never see ads like this. I always see like really impersonal things. And I think it's genuinely because we think number one, people don't care about us as a business owner. So why even bother showing up in a video? And number two, we assume that people know stuff about our business that they don't actually know. Remember, you're showing your ads to people who have probably never heard of you before. So they don't know what you look like. They don't know what kind of services you do. They don't know where you're located. 
They don't know what you specialize in. They don't know what makes you unique and what makes you you. So that's why a video does really, really well because it helps them to get to know you. It helps them to see what kind of personality you have. And they feel like, wow, this is someone who's really cool. And she's just down the street from me. And she seems like such a friendly, nice person. I should go check her out. So definitely like working to make your ads more personal and um, more human-like and less like an ad and more just kind of like this nice personal introduction. That's one of the best places to start. And that goes first of all into a video, but then also like when you're writing your caption for your ad, same thing, like try to make it really personality packed, put in some fun language. If it suits your brand, you can put in some emojis, just write like you would to a friend or a family member. And that's the type of ad copy that tends to convert best. I love that. I think it's really, really great because it is a, as a personal introduction. And you're so right, people don't, we assume people have seen us before or know us before because those are the people we're interacting with every day. Mm -hmm. They've already seen us. By the time they come to us, they've seen us, they know about us a little bit, but uh, a cold audience knows nothing. Yeah. So it should be super personal. Okay, so if that's, if that's the goal, what should we be doing in terms of um, attracting them? Should we, do, should we be asking them for a call to action at this point inside of this video? When do we actually ask them to book? <laughs> yeah, so um, every great ad that's on social media has a call to action embedded in it. So I see a lot of ads where people just say, hey, it's Jessica from Nails by Jessica. Um, I am, you know, booking a new clients now for 2020. Um, hope to see you in soon. Something like that. Like, okay, so maybe Jessica's gone a little bit of the way to introduce herself a little bit in her ad, but there's nothing in that ad text or that video that says like, oh, I need to book with Jessica right now. Um, there's nothing that she's specifically advertising. So she doesn't have a specific service or package that she's promoting. She hasn't given me any information about um, pricing or availability. She hasn't given me a reason to book with her now, as opposed to what people usually do on social media is just say, oh, that's cool. Jessica seems cool. I'll follow her or I'll, you know, save this post for later or something like that. Um, that's typically what we do on social media because we're just so distracted by all the cute memes and, you know, videos and that kind of thing. But when you really want to get people to pay attention to what you're doing and then actually to take action from it, you need to put a special promotion or offer in there. So that could mean so many different things. That could mean a special package that you have for Mother's Day. That could mean a new client package that you've put together um, with a little bonus in it. That could mean like a series of treatments that you sell together in a package. Anything that you can do to have something special that you normally do not offer and you're adding in two secret ingredients to it. Number one, you're adding in scarcity. So you're saying, I normally never do this kind of thing, or this Mother's Day package is only available until this date. Um, and I only have 10 of them available, for example. So adding in scarcity of like, 
oh my gosh, like I need to get in contact with Jessica ASAP. And then the second ingredient is urgency. So to give them a time limit of like, this is only until, um, you know, Friday, March 12th or something like that um, to get them to say, wow, I need to take her up on this offer right away because if I don't do this now, I probably won't be able to do it later. So that's something that's missing from a lot of ads. They just kind of tell you about their business and then just say, you know, I specialize in balayage, get in touch with me. But there's no reason for me to get in touch with you right then and there if you're not adding in something special. So that's something that a lot of people miss. And um, as kind of a bonus tip there, if you want people to actually take action from your ad instead of just like liking, commenting, or following you, if you actually want them to book with you, one of the best ways to do it right now on Facebook and on Instagram is to connect it to your Instagram DMs and to connect it to Facebook Messenger to have them book an appointment that way. So don't just make the call to action like follow me or the call to action call me at this number. Make it something that's really easy for them to do right from Facebook and Instagram and something that leads them directly into a closer connection with you. So take it to Facebook Messenger, take it to your DMs, have them book an appointment that way. And then from there, there's so many things you can do. You can send them a voice message, you know, voice text that you can exchange. People love those. You can even send them a video. Um, some of my students, they, when they have um, potential clients contact them, they'll just send them like a quick 20 second video right through um, Facebook, for example answering their questions. Um, if you want, during that conversation, you can send them to like the booking page on your website. But um, a really great way to start that conversation with people who aren't really familiar with you yet, they might have questions, they might want to know more about what you're advertising, send it to the DM, send it to the messenger. And it's such a powerful way of converting those people from strangers into people who book with you. Now you're speaking my language. Um, of course, I think uh, that closer connection of actually taking them to a private conversation. Yeah, is, it's a game changer. Um, and of course, uh, as you know, we're all about that with um, salon bot. So mm -hmm. I totally uh, agree with that strategy. And I just love this ability to be able to connect personally with people, but um, be able to do it to everybody and not have to necessarily do it to everybody because if you're fully booked on the floor that's really hard to keep that up okay i've got another question for you and that is around uh expectation of results yeah and i know that you're a fan of tracking numbers and having clear goals so talk to us a little bit about that um because i think this goes hand in hand with setting up any promotion that you're doing right for sure yeah so I do not recommend that you spend money in your business unless you can track, okay, this is what I'm spending and this is what I'm getting from it. You have to, you want to track your return on investment. Otherwise, you're just spending money and you don't even know what you're getting from it. And this happens all the time when people boost posts on Facebook and on Instagram. So you know how you'll be on Instagram and posting beautiful photos of the hair or nails or brows or lashes that you do. And then you'll all of a sudden get a notification from Instagram or from Facebook that says, 
this post is doing 85% or better than 85% of the posts on your page. Boost it now to get it seen by an extra 5,000 people. <laughs> and it's really tempting because, you know, you feel like, you know, barely anyone's seeing your posts anymore. Your reach has gone down. You want to talk to new people. So why not just boost it? And so you spend like $20 and at the end of one week, you kind of go back and see what's happened. And you see, you've got like maybe 50 or hundred likes on your photo and a few comments. And that gives you an ego boost because people really like your work and they're double tapping on it. But then you think about it and you're like, I've spent 20 bucks, but what did I actually get from that? Like, how did it help to build my business? What you really want to know is, how many new clients did I get? How many bookings did I get? How much revenue did I generate from that ad? And usually when you're boosting posts, you actually can't answer that question because boost, when you boost posts, um, you are essentially telling Facebook and Instagram that your goal for that post is to get engagement. So to get likes and comments. And so that's what you're telling them your goal is. That's what they're helping to measure for you. And that's the result that you get but you can't build your business on likes and comments and engagement and that kind of thing, as you know. Um, so that's why I recommend that you actually do not boost posts and instead um, use a tool called the ads manager. Facebook has a free tool called the Facebook ads manager, and you can use it for both Facebook and Instagram posts. And that's where the real results are going to come in. So that's where you can, first of all, look at setting goals for your ad. You do not, like I said, you do not want to spend money on ads until you have a very clear goal in your mind of, okay, I'm going to spend $50 on this ad. My goal is to have five clients book appointments from it and to generate $500 in revenue from it, for example. That seems like a relatively realistic goal. Have something like that in mind before you ever spend money because Otherwise, you're going to get, you know, a credit card charge from Facebook and Instagram for all those boosted posts, and you're not going to have anything to show from it. So setting goals and having a really clear idea of what you're going to spend, what kind of results you want to get, how you want to book appointments, what kind of revenue you want to generate, that kind of thing is so, so, so crucial before you start spending money and boosting. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think even if you don't know what to expect. Start with something so you can measure, uh, even if you got it way wrong the first time. Would that be fair? Even if you got it wrong, start with something so you've got some benchmark to say, okay, well, if that one got two clients, what can I expect the next time? Exactly. So obviously, especially if you're first starting out, you don't want to like set your expectations too high. When you're first starting out with something, it's a muscle. You just have to use it. And the more you do it, the more you get better at it and the better results you get. Um, so don't set your expectations super, super high. Just try it out, see what happens. And then, like you said, use that as a benchmark for, for next time, essentially of like, okay, now I'm better at it. Now I know which kind of ad people tend to like better. I'm going to do more of this and I'm going to, um, uh, work on that type of ad and see where it takes me. Um, and then after the second part that a lot of people forget about is that, um, advertising is not just like set it and forget it. Like 
put the ad in, put your credit card information in, and then a month later, a week later, you've got a bunch of bookings. It does take some babysitting, like to go in and look at your numbers, um, understand like how many people are seeing your ad, how many people are messaging you, how many people are booking with you, um, how often people are seeing your ad, what type of people, like which demographics are responding to your ad more than others. There's so many different numbers um, that Facebook Ads Manager gives you. And you really, that's where the power is. It's like looking at those numbers, understanding them and interpreting them to figure out, okay, I know now that when I do a video that's 30 seconds that shows this kind of thing, people really like that and it really helps me book a lot of appointments. So you can make decisions like that or you can make decisions of like, okay, it costs me $5 per client that books in for this service versus it's costing me like $20 to spend on ads to get one client to book in for this service. So you got to, it also helps you understand like maybe which of your services are more popular at what times of year or how much it costs to acquire a new client. It really, really helps you to get clear about all parts of your business as well. Um, and then one more thing that a lot of my students are learning right now as they're going through the course and creating their Facebook and Instagram ads is um, to look at their customer lifetime value because um, with Facebook and Instagram ads, you're spending money and you're on a small budget. So most people are on a small budget. They've got a small business. You're spending hard earned money to acquire new clients, which is perfectly fine. And I, I love doing it. I do it myself. But the last thing that you want is to spend money on Facebook and Instagram ads, have a new client come in and then they never see you again. And um, they never come in again. They don't spend any more money with you. They don't book with you again. To make Facebook and Instagram ads really, really powerful, you have to think about what you're investing in ads, how much revenue you're getting from the first time that the client comes in, and then all of that future revenue and um, retail sales revenue and everything like that. But that's never going to happen if your main focus is just on entirely acquiring new clients. You really want to think about, okay, how, you know, how much can I rebook clients? What's my rebooking rates? Um, how long do they stick with me? How much money do they spend with me? And that's something that so many people ignore um, until you start getting really like data focused, not just in your advertising, but in like all parts of your business. Yeah. Okay. I love this. So many good things here. I think the first standout from what, for me, for what you said was don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Start, no matter what the results, keep tracking them, keep tracking them and keep doing what's working. But unless you're tracking, you don't know that. And I know this happens so often where people say, oh, I tried some ads and, the, and Facebook ads don't work. Yeah. Like, no, that's not true. It's billions of dollars are being spent on Facebook ads every day. It's not that Facebook ads don't work. It's just maybe that that ad didn't work and you need to tweak it and evolve yeah, it and exactly. stick with. I think we, we give up too soon. Would that be fair? Yeah, for sure. An important part of doing ads is like testing out different things, testing out captions, headlines, videos. Um, it would be awesome if every single time that we ran an ad and spend money on it, that that was the winner and that was the one that converted the best, but that doesn't always happen. And you'd sometimes be surprised about the ads that 
clients really, really latch on to and connect with. So that's why testing is so important. Well, that's the other important thing, I think, that there's a mind, for some people, there's a mind switch ne ne that's needed. And that is that it's not that Facebook ads do or don't work. It's not that the tech works or not, because lots of people ask me, what strategy should I use? Um, should I um, put the button here? Should I, you know, what are the sort of the tactical things? How many hours, what time of day should I post the ad or all of those things? And I think none of that matters if the ad doesn't resonate with the human first. Actually, you're advertising to humans. Facebook will always work. Algorithms always work. Technology always works. Sometimes it doesn't, but mostly it always works. <laughs> What's missing or what doesn't work is the connection to the customer. If yeah. the customer doesn't like it, doesn't matter how many times you put it under their face, they still won't click like, even if you keep it under their face for two weeks solid. If they don't like the picture, if they don't know the words, if they're not the person that wants a balayage because they've got short down brown hair, whatever it is, um, you kind of got to advertise to the pe person first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I think uh, somebody said to me, advertising always works. It's just whether or not you connect with the human. That's the bit that doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Well, you've got so, to keep trying. Yeah, so really understanding who your ideal clientele is, it always comes back to that. Like, who are your clients? What do they love about you? What's unique about you that, you know, attracts them to you? And make that really come through in your ads. Um, if it's something special or unique that you do, if it's something, some kind of vibe that you have, if it's um, something about your personality or just who you serve, there's always something unique about you that clients absolutely adore. So really just figure out what that is and make that come through in your ad. Be a human in your ad, like we were talking about at the beginning, and it'll work. The, the, the clients will come. For sure. As long as we've got the numbers to know. Exactly. <laughs> Don't forget about the numbers. Yeah. All right. That's been amazing, amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Stephanie. So you're a business owner. What is a theme or a mantra or a quote that you live by or, or that leads you or guides you in your business? Yeah, so it all comes back to really just being a human in your business. So the kind of mantra that I tend to gravitate towards is really just show up as your real human self. And um, I know that everybody says that, but it's something that I'm personally learning a lot of. I tend to be a perfectionist and I want to show up like the best, amazing, maximum self doing all the things. And I realize that that's not really what people want to see. And especially like, I feel like as educators, we feel this responsibility to kind of be this person who's got it all figured out and has all the answers. Um, but really, we tend to connect more with someone who shows their vulnerabilities and who shows like the struggles that they have and that kind of thing. So that's something that in my business, I'm trying to open up about a lot more of like, guess what? I don't have all the answers. I'm not perfect. I struggle with the same things that you do. And the truth is, is that that's what people really connect with. Like, for example, with movies, I always think about movies and TV shows and that kind of thing. The reason that movies and TV shows blow up and people like billions of people around the world will watch them and really get involved with them isn't necessarily the plot. It's the human struggles that we all have. 
And we all identify with something with those characters that we're watching because it's, you know, that human condition that we all have. So even though you may think like my clients or my customers or my audience can't identify with the things that I'm feeling or the things that I'm going through, you would be surprised. So the more that you kind of open yourself up to that vulnerability, the more you create that connection. And at the end of the day, your clients that come to see you, your customers that buy from you, they don't just choose you because of your skill level or your pricing or the services that you provide. They choose you because they feel that connection with you. So like I said, the more that you kind of let that personality shine through, the more you're going to have those connections with people. So in fact, we're worried about being judged, but in fact, it's the very things that we're worried about being judged on are the things that people connect with us because they have the same struggles too, right? Exactly. And I mean, all of the things that anyone is going through, anyone like fears or um, fear of judgment or um, fear of not being perfect or all of these fears or um, insecurities, et cetera, you're not the only one that feels them. And I know, I know that that's something that people really, really um, appreciate when you do open up about it. And so um, whether that's in your social media or in your advertising, or even in just your person to person communications, don't be afraid to not be that perfect person because that's not what people really want at the end of the day. All right. Well said. Well, look, thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom uh, on one of my very favorite topics. I really appreciate your insights. Um, and I know people are going to want to stalk you and find out where you are. So <laughs> give us your dub dub and your socials. Of course. And um, so my website is www.sunnystorm.marketing. So I got the dot marketing instead of the dot com. Um, and my Instagram is sunnystorm at sunnystorm.marketing as well. Um, and I'm also on Facebook and I would love to connect with all of you. And you can even see in my Instagram talking about like social media and being vulnerable. You can even see like if you scroll back to my old posts on Instagram, I was really trying to be that polished person and more recent and more recent, I'm definitely trying to be that human being. So if you guys connect with me on Instagram, hopefully you'll be able to see that for yourselves too. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for today. Thank you, Larissa. I really appreciated it. I can't wait to chat with you soon. And in fact, I am going to be chatting with you <laughs> for my own video show. So we'll um, can't wait for that as well. See you there. Okay. Bye, Larissa. Thanks, everyone. Hey, and that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me. I absolutely loved everything that you had to say. And it's so in line with what we talk about here at the Salon Owners Collective. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this episode. So you can let me know by leaving a review and telling me your two top things that you learned from this podcast today. You can leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or even jump into the Salon Owners Collective Facebook group. I'll leave the link in the show notes, show notes below. I look forward to seeing you there. Otherwise, I look forward to connecting with you. Same time, same place next week. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. 
Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.